Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the How, How to, to Love, Love Me podcast. podcast. On this episode, we give you a deep dive into us. We talk a lot about our history and kind of the story that led to us being together. We talk about our relationship and we start to discuss our own mental health struggles. So we put a lot of ourselves into this episode. We really hope you get something out of it. And the whole concept of this is that somebody might just learn something from our story. We really hope that you guys like it. And thanks for listening, guys. Hello and welcome. Welcome, guys. To the first episode of How to Love Me. Yeah. Where we get into depth about mental health and relationships. Our relationship in specific, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Like, we're not professionals. Well, I'll say that right off. This is like the first disclaimer. We're not yeah, professionals. We're not professionals. We just like to talk. Well, that and, you know, our relationship's been built a lot on mental health. So yeah, why totally. not share that stuff, right? Exactly. See if that's we can help somebody else out. Well, yeah. I mean, help one person. That's that's more than enough. Um, yeah. So the so, first episode. Yeah. Super Here we exciting. Go. Yeah. So with this, guys... This is, we're just going to talk about mental health and relationships. That is literally the just of how to love me. Yeah. We're going to go through a lot of different things. We're going to talk about a lot of things and personal experiences. But. But. I figure we should probably start with our stories. Totally. So I know what you're all thinking right now. You're thinking these, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> but our view is if we can share our story, it might actually help somebody else. You and never this is, know. This is all we're trying to do this for. It's just to help people. Truth be told. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should start talking about our stories. Yeah. Let's get into it. So I guess we'll start with mine. Yep. So, everybody, my name's Catelyn. Catelyn Exani. I am, at the time of this recording, 33. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, I had the normal upbringing like everybody else. It wasn't anything special. Um, I mean, we weren't a rich family, but I never knew any different. So, I had everything I ever wanted. I played hockey. I played baseball. I played all the sports and never really ended up wanting and then I had my little, it was just me and my little sister against the world, more or less. So, again, normal upbringing, played hockey. I mean, when I played sports, I was the nice guy. No matter what, I was always the nice guy. Mm-hmm. I got the most sportsman-like every year. Like, <laughs> See, and this is one thing that just doesn't surprise me. I, I have a box of medals downstairs, and they all say most sportsman-like. Not, not most improved, not most valuable player, just most sportsman-like. <laughs> I took a lot of pride in that, but, you know, it also makes me think, is that just the, like, the kid that nobody likes to play with? And they're like, let's give him an award. Is this, like, pre-millennial? Is that what most sportsmen <laughs> Anyway. No. Let's not walk down that road. No, that's a that's, discussion that's a, for another that's day. That's a dark road to go down. So, yeah, I played hockey. I'm Canadian. It's pretty standard. <laughs> um, if you know a Canadian that doesn't play hockey, I then... They're not, they're not a true Canadian. Well, but, that's not yeah. true. That's not true. Isn't it? I don't know. I'm not going to start justifying who's a Canadian and who's not. I am not. I'm not a professional in this. So, um, growing up, I when it came to mental health, I never really knew much. I mean, honestly, I was born in 87. Mental health wasn't a thing. We only knew about PTSD when it came to military. Other than that, we never talked about anxiety. We never talked about depression. Mm-hmm. If you had depression, you were a broken person. Basically, yeah. Right? And that was, you know, for me growing up, everybody feared. Everybody thought like, oh, if that person's depressed or if that person has anxiety, 
they're a broken person. Yeah, there's no fixing that. No, not at all. And that was always the concern. Yeah. So fast forward, um, I ended up being nine years old and I start running into my first medical problems. Mm -hmm. So I wake up in the morning and I end up passing out. I get up, get out of bed, go to the bathroom, you know, shake a couple times, go turn around to go walk out of the bathroom and I black out. Yeah. Like I'm out. See, and that's so scary. I wake up and I'm like, where am I? I don't know what happened and why am I in the bathroom? So that started changing things for me. So I talked to my mom, talked to my parents about it, and we had to try to figure it out. So I went to doctors from the age of nine to the age of 14. Mm -hmm. So finally at 14 years old, I talked to a doctor who seems like they know what they're talking about. And I go through all the questions like, are you eating properly? Because everyone thinks like, so I was a heavier set kid. So the first thing that every doctor asked is, are you eating? Mm-hmm. because, you know, when you're a little heavier set and you got a bit of a gut on you and you're a kid, everyone's thinks that, well, you want to lose weight. Of course you do because, yeah. you know, body image issues. Of course. So every doctor came to me and they're like, yeah, are you eating? Are you anorexic? Are you, you know, bulimic? Mm-hmm. And of course I had to answer, no, no, I'm not. I'm just, uh, I'm just passing out and I can't figure it out. So they thought I was having seizures. They thought I had epilepsy. There was a whole big thing of it. And it turns out what it is, um, and it wasn't until I was, yeah, 14, and I was worried that I was never going to be able to drive because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. And the doctor said, I have a condition where if my body reaches a state of excitement and my heart rate races rapidly, mm-hmm. that I will just turn off. Yeah. So that's the whole reason behind it. It turns me off. It shuts, shuts it down so I'm not racing anymore. So move so, on. Moving on. your you know. body's coping mechanism I yeah guess. it's like a reset it's like it's like kate you're too excited i'm just gonna shut you down for now yeah it would be like a car overheating yeah and it's just like well what do you do well you turn it off yeah you don't keep it running so fast forward again um and you know i start becoming a teenager i learned to grow with this and learn to live with it uh it still happens so i think in my life it's probably happened about 20 to 25 times mm-hmm Um, some of them very public, some of them very private, which has been really awkward. So I was always like, unfortunately I had that connotation as a kid of being broken because I passed out in school. Yeah. Like things triggered. And that's embarrassing as a kid. Yeah. But you know what? It didn't bother me. It was okay because it was something that I couldn't really control. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, that's like my first taste of mental health. So moving on as an adult now, I look at that and I actually find that my triggers are a little different where before it'd be like a shock to the system or pain. Mm-hmm. I actually find that anxiety can now flare that. Yeah. Well, is... because anxiety will get your heart racing. It gets the same sort of, I guess it's not the level of excitement, but your body will probably still react the same way because you get that racing heart. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, nope, time to shut this down too. Right. So, I mean, and the only reason I bring this up is because it might have, it has reference to where I am today. So, Honestly, I was the kid, I was in my 20s and when I was a young adult, I was the type of person that said, mental health is nothing. It's a hoax. Like anxiety, it's literally just stress. People just need to learn to deal with their stress. There's no Mm -hmm. such thing as anxiety. There's no such thing as depression. There's no such thing. It's just like another gender that people have made up for some weird reason. Yeah. And that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the worst thing. That was the most closed-minded 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's very closed-minded to think that way. Yeah, but I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't have the education behind it either. Right. So then fast forward a little bit longer, or <laughs> I guess quite a ways, and I'm actually going to move this story to 2014. Yeah. So 2014 was a very, very hard year. So I was I was very happy. I had a very good job. Um, my family was very happy and healthy, and everything was going really great for me. Um, I was riding motorcycles at the time. I would have been riding for about two years, having the best time. And my sister comes to me. So me and my dad rode. My sister comes to me and she says, I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. But I don't want to tell dad yet because I'm yeah. afraid of what he's going to say. I'm afraid that he's going to tell me no. So mm-hmm. she actually kept it from both of our parents, which is crazy because her and my mom were are, are super tight. Or they were they were the tightest. They were best friends. Yeah. Um. So I spend like the next month, month and a bit, me and some of her friends and family friends actually teach her how to ride. Um, and then one night we go out for a ride and an accident happens. Um, it wasn't anybody else's fault. It was a driver error, but my sister was taken from us that day. So she ended up getting into an accident and she lost her life. And being on the scene, that was something that I would never ever hope for even my worst enemy to go through mm-hmm. um and then dealing with all that so i had to from there i had to deal with my ptsd because that was huge i was actually in the back of the pack and i actually witnessed everything and um i had a lot of night terrors after that a lot of night sweats a lot of waking up in the middle of the night um since then i've kind of gotten a little bit more on my diagnosis and obviously once i figured out that anxiety ptsd these are things that i have now Mm -hmm. And things that I have to deal with, I actually, you know, look to get some help. So I talked to counselors and stuff like that. Um, It didn't really do that much for me, I will say. Um, The counselors helped a little bit in guiding me to where to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even talking to therapists and stuff like that helped a little bit. But truthfully, truthfully, the biggest thing that helped my mental health was me analyzing it and working with it. Mm -hmm. And realizing that this is something that I can't just throw away or ignore it's something that i have to deal with yeah so since then i've kind of gotten everything more or less figured out so i myself struggle with ptsd anxiety ocd adhd and depression yeah you've got a whole molotov cocktails stuff going on yeah truthfully i mean i could be a little incorrect in these diagnoses like they're not uh, not all of them are true diagnosis by actual professional but yeah. i i associate a lot with some of these now and that's why i say like depression ocd um adhd and ocd like they do have some some crossing lines so yeah would i say i'm super ocd no no i don't think that you are super ocd your thought process can be a little ocd sometimes yeah but i will say that my the way i relate to things like Mm -hmm. i can relate to people with ocd so that's definitely that's why i kind of classify myself with that but anyway um yeah, so these are all things that I had to deal with. Now, relationship-wise, because this is a podcast about relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me and what I deal with on a mental health basis. Um, from the accident to now, I've become a lot stronger of a person. Mm-hmm. I've learned to cope with all of my things. And actually, I feel I feel more myself now than I have in a long time, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Yeah, so moving on from there, um, 
I had a relationship. I actually, I was the type of guy when I was in school, I always had a girlfriend. I was never single. And yeah. Ladies, man. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like the sex was a thing. It was the relationship. It was the connection with somebody. It's the companionship. Yeah. And that's what it was all about for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much the, like, I needed that physical contact or anything like that. I just needed that connection with somebody that I knew someone was always there for me, I guess. Yep. Um, so anyway, I graduate from high school. Uh, I'm dating a girl at this time. Um, we end up getting married and getting divorced. So truthfully, the, the divorce wasn't anything. Nothing really happened. I think it was more to do with like the accident changed us. We grew. We had to build ourselves up because we were, we were broken from it. And I think what the way things went or the way the way it kind of unfolded is mm-hmm. that we grew into different people yeah i kind of found myself becoming a little bit more of needing you know i was i was always in the that person that needed somebody yeah um she became very strong and independent which you know that's great for her totally um and yeah so then that ended and you and i had known each other for a little while then yeah so I think the best way to go about this now mm-hmm. is you tell your story and then we'll talk about when we get together. Deal. That right? sounds good. I think that makes sense. Yep. Okay. So I guess first things first, uh, you already introduced yourself, so I guess that's my turn. So my name is Kelly. Um, at this time, I am 29 years old, so he is the old man in the relationship. I didn't think I we had to point that out. <laughs> But I guess I'm glad you did. I always need to point that out. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so I guess growing up, so I'm very similar to Catelyn that way. Um, I had a pretty normal upbringing. Uh, didn't really, I guess, I think I've always kind of struggled with my mental health a little bit. Um, it didn't really come to realization, though, until about 2015. Um, but growing up, though, I do, I do remember my very first panic attack. Really? I do. I, this is one thing that I don't think I've ever told you. I no. do remember my very, very first panic attack. This is, for me, this is actually like a genuine place <laughs> of curiosity because I haven't heard this story. Yeah. Okay, so I don't quite remember how old I was, but I do remember that we were on a family ski trip. Okay. And... Do you know where? No. I can't, uh-huh. I can't remember where. I don't how remember where. You? I don't remember exactly how old I was. I remember I was probably somewhere between like, I'm going to say somewhere between 10 to like... 15. Well, that's a pretty... somewhere somewhere in there. I know it was within like my preteen adolescent years. I just can't quite remember how young I was. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, we're on this family ski trip and I'm not a very strong sport person. <laughs> <laughs> that is the understatement of 2020. <laughs> I'm I'm a very clumsy person. Um I am not very good at sports. Winter sports are included in that. So going on this family ski trip, um, we'd, you know, my parents taught me how to ski. So you'd think that I would be comfortable with it. But I remember going to the top of the hill with my family and, you know, like my parents are going ahead of me my sister's going ahead of me. They're all having this great time and I'm sitting on this hill and I'm just freaking the fuck out. Like I was shaking. I was, I could barely breathe. I was hyperventilating like whole nine yards 
just staring at the bottom of this hill being like, how the hell am I going to get down this thing? Like, (laughs) I am not okay with this. I do not want to be here. I just want to go home. So anyways, my parents ended up seeing that I was struggling, ended up coming like back up to where I was. They didn't like, obviously they didn't go all the way down the hill. Yeah. So they came, got me, got me back down to the hill. And that was my first panic attack. Holy. So... Okay. Yeah, so it definitely started at a young age, but I don't think I really realized exactly what it was until I was older. Well, of course. Yeah. So flash forward to 2015 now. So I guess this is kind of when everything really started for me. Mm-hmm. So 2015 was a really hard year for me. Um, first, I lost my grandpa. And um, anyone who knows my family knows that we are a very, very tight-knit family and my grandpa and I were always really close. So that one was really, really hard for me. And then at the same time, I was in a relationship with someone who was very um, emotionally distant and very emotionally manipulative. Okay. So... I like how I'm pretending like I don't know this part. I know. Part. This part I know, people. Yes. I know about her previous relationships. Yes. So I'm in this relationship and things are not really going well and... Yeah, very emotionally manipulative and gaslighting and, you know, the whole nine yards. So anyways, while I'm in this relationship, I'm starting to fall deeper and deeper into a depressive state. Mind you, at this time, I don't quite realize what it is. I just know that I have no energy. I don't want to go to work. I'm calling in sick to work. I can't get out of bed. Like, I am... You're struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling. Basically, basically, I'm bedridden. Like, I just have no energy. I don't want to do anything. I withdraw from my family. I withdraw from my friends. I, I'm i a shut-in, basically. Yeah. So finally, I got to the point where I realized this is not a healthy relationship. This is not, This is not what I needed in my life. So I made the decision to end that relationship. So while I ended this relationship, I ended up losing... Most of my savings, so most of my finances, I ended up having to sell my house. Um, I, well, while we were ending this relationship, um, I was still kind of going through the whole emotional manipulation thing at the same time. So that was very, um, it was really hard because I'm trying to end this relationship. I'm trying to, you know kind of stand on my own two feet again, get my independence back. But at the same time, I've, you know, I've just lost my home. I've lost most of my money. I I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. Meanwhile, like at this time, I'm 25 years old. I had everything that I had ever wanted and now it's all gone. Yeah. I've lost all of it. Yeah. So that brings me further into that depressive state. And then finally, I decided early in 2016 that, you know what, I can't deal with this anymore. I need help. Yeah. I can't do this on my own. So I finally decided to go to a therapist. And the therapist had kind of helped me realize that I had been dealing with depression, anxiety, and OCD for most of my life. So that's kind of... I guess that's it. (laughs) That's, that's... That's kind of it, I guess. It's that, that's that's the brunt of it. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say is, like, we're we're gonna try to keep our episodes not super long, and we're gonna be covering this stuff. So, I know, like, my story was probably a little bit more in depth, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But we're gonna be expanding on all of this in all of these episodes. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, this is more like a, hey. This is us. This is us. Um, so then, you know, fast forward. She goes through that relationship. She goes through another bad relationship. Um, mm-hmm. She ends up breaking up with her boyfriend. Yeah. I ended up getting a divorce with my wife. And we decide, you know what? Let's just hang out and see what's going on. Actually, oh, before yeah. we get into this, what? okay, we need to get into the whole how we know each other right. thing. How we met. So the year is 2011. <laughs> Paint us a picture. Yeah. We both work at, uh, we're both working for a survey company. I'm a party chief working in the field. And you are office admin, I believe. Yep. Um, I guess at the time that you started, I would have, I think I was still the receptionist yeah. at that point. So anyway, I meet Kelly and, you know, Kelly was always that girl. I was like, oh, you know, like she's always really nice to talk to. We have so much in common. Mm-hmm. Um so the crazy part is, is like for how often we talked, which really wasn't that much, I was based three hours away from you yep. in another office. Yep. And yeah, you're just one of those people that imprinted on my life that mm-hmm. I could never forget. Yeah, which is so, I mean, you've told me this so many times, but it's still always so crazy for me to hear because looking back on it, I didn't think that I was really that memorable of a person. I didn't think that like... A lot of the guys that were in the field or anything like that would actually remember me. Oh, they all do. Which is crazy to me. Oh, they all do. Yeah. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. I got people <laughs> that still reach out to me. So anyway, um, we work together. You end up leaving the company. I end up leaving the company. We go mm-hmm. do our own thing for a few years. Eight years later, yep. you're working at Precision. Yep. So I'm working at another survey company. Yeah. And my company was posting a job ad and Catland happened to see it. Yep. For a project manager. Yep. For a project manager. And he came in for the interview and we saw each other then and kind of caught up a little bit. Well, that, okay. There was a couple times in between where like I worked for a general contractor. We were doing work and you'd send me emails and then we, we debated emailing back and forth. And we both okay. gave like a bunch yeah, of girls. I guess, I guess we should <laughs> <sighs> throw that in there too. Yeah. Like a bunch of girls. Yeah. So... Our paths had crossed multiple times before yeah. you ended up getting the job, the yeah. project manager job working with me. So anyway, yes, I get the job. Mm-hmm. I'm a project manager. So <laughs> I end up being your boss, yeah. which is the funny part about the whole thing. Yeah. Because you're a project manager assistant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we develop a working relationship. Yeah. And honestly, it's crazy how fast our working relationship developed into like a personal friendship. Yeah. It, well, it was also place of trust so i mean i brought up the accident you brought up your struggles and Mm -hmm. we kind of knew that we both had kind of the same struggles and it just kind of made things easier yeah exactly it's so much easier when that first person takes that step in opening up and being vulnerable that it just makes it easier to be able to relate to that person 100 percent. so yeah we're both opening up to each other we're both learning about each other and then you know fast forward a while and then we decide you know what let's give it a shot yeah Let's do this thing. Yeah. Might yeah. as well. I mean, I would. I just got through my divorce or the separation, and I wasn't too sure where I wanted to go. Like, because mm-hmm. there's always that thing. Like, I just got out of a 14-year relationship. What should I do here? Yeah. Should do you be single for a little while? Yeah. Should you actually get to experience single so life in your adulthood? Oats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so your oats. So my oats. Yeah. Spread my seed, if oh, you will. Oh, well, That's what just some people say. It's not me, but I'm not that guy. No. So I decided, you know what? Let's let's try this. Yeah. Because I'm that type of guy, even in like 
ever since grade four, I've had a girlfriend pretty much mm-hmm. my entire life. Okay, and you know what? So I need to I need to stop you there for one quick second. I need to flash back to me growing up because I was also that person. Really? I was also that person that was always in a relationship. So my first boyfriend, boyfriend, yep. was in grade six. Mine was in grade four. Well. Not a boyfriend. It was a girl. Let me clarify. <laughs> Yeah, so my first my first boyfriend was in grade six. Yeah. And then, yeah, like going on, I just, I was always in a relationship, whether it was, you know, like a serious relationship or not, but I was always in a relationship for, I've been in a relationship for most of my life, which yeah, is me too. insane. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Serial monogamists. 100% serial monogamists. Is a good yeah. way to put it, I think. Yep. That is us. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, we're those people. So we decide, you know what? Screw it. Let's just try dating. You just got out of a rocky relationship. I just got out of a relationship. Let's see what's up. Yep. And we already had a working relationship. We knew how to deal with each other's anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So, yeah. and we had an understanding of each other, of each other besides dating. Because that's the other thing. If we met on a blind date, like let's say we didn't work together. Yeah. We ended up both being single and we both mm-hmm. went on a date together. Yep. I think it would have been completely different than us working together, getting to know each other. 100%. And from there. Things wouldn't have escalated as quick as they have, I think, if we didn't have that working relationship. Oh, I would say. I would say. <laughs> so just so everybody knows, at about this time, we're we're about a year into our relationship. Yep. We have been dating for about a year now. And, and things it feels like it's been 10. Seriously. It feels like a decade. <laughs> yeah. But mind you, when you work together and then you spend your evenings together. and yeah. you know. When you're literally within earshot of each other 24-7 for yeah. like how many, what, like nine months out of our first year? Yeah. 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 So anyway, we start the relationship and things go absolutely amazing. Incredible. And we realized that... Um, one of the things that I think we did as a couple that was a big move was I think it was what last November or mm-hmm. October we joined the mental wealth project. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was yeah, last November. So if you don't know anything about the mental wealth project, um it is a group started by Kayler Betts and he just put out his like very It was a very emotional and very raw and vulnerable video video so just him basically talking about his struggles with his mental health i think i was out hunting yeah yeah actually you were out hunting that weekend i was out hunting yeah and um you saw it yeah you emailed him well okay so i saw the video waited a few days and then uh the mental wealth project had posted something saying that they were looking for an intern basically Uh, is how they described it was they had an intern position that they needed to fill don't say they it was only Kaylor at this point. I guess, I guess. Right? He created this ad. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the ad. I ended up sending in an email just saying I was really interested. I realized it wasn't a paid position, but I I wanted to be able to help in any sort of way that I could. Yeah. And then when we went, well, I guess when you came back from hunting, I ended up showing you the video. Yeah. So then I see the video and I'm thinking, this is amazing. So one thing that kind of me and my mom did as a family is we started a foundation and we raised money for my sister like in her name Mm -hmm. and we donated so I've always had that feeling of giving back especially to communities and people so knowing that I was on a health mental health journey and you were Mm -hmm. it just it made sense I joined on too yeah I sent an email explained everything told him that you know you and me were dating yeah 
and he got excited. He got so excited. So fast forward since then, Kaylor and I have become extremely close. Yeah. I would I would put Kaylor in some of my closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, you guys talk on like a daily basis. Yeah, we yeah. talk a lot. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. And seeing that, you know, we're still keeping it pretty professional, we don't really talk as much as we should. And mm-hmm. that will probably change. So, Yeah. We joined the Mental Wealth Project. we joined the Mental Wealth Project, and if anything, that's brought us even closer together, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So why did we join the Mental Wealth Project? Because we dealt with these mental health struggles. We helped each other through them. And since that we helped each other through them, why don't we try to help other people? Exactly. I mean, there... I struggled with my mental health for so long and for so many years, and I did it silently. And I wouldn't wish that kind of pain on anyone. No. Like, it's it's honestly so hard knowing that or feeling that there's something wrong with you and not knowing what it is, not being able to put a name to it or exactly. being scared to put a name to it. Yeah. And I, I don't want anybody else to ever feel like that. Heck no. Hell no. And just so everybody knows, if there's swears that come out, we're keeping them. Yep. We're that type of podcast. Yeah, we are. We're adults. This is a messy <laughs> subject. We're not going to try to pretend like it's super clean and easy to talk about. No, this we're isn't. not going to sugarcoat it. No. No. So we both joined the Mental Wealth Project and we try to help people. And then we realize that, you know, our relationship is based off mental health. 100% it is. Like, so, that's one thing that we have put so much effort into in our relationship is making sure that we're both in a good state mentally. Yeah. And if we're not, then we do what we can to help each other. Well, and I think that's that's the huge part of it. And part of the reason why we work is that we we put that effort first. Yeah. Um, so we move forward from there and we are working with the Mental Wealth Project. We're running a big part of it. I'm help manage and uh, do videos, yeah. edit the podcast, stuff like that. And then you're running social media stuff. So we're also like in new areas. Um, yeah. And then we realized that let's do more. So basically COVID happens. Yeah. So COVID-19 hit. Well, okay. Let's go. Let's back up a couple months. 2020 happened. Oh God. 2020 has been a shitty, it's been a shitty year for us. Yeah. It's been probably one of the hardest. I would say the last year has been one of the second hardest times of my life. Yeah. First time being the accident. Of course. This being a very, very close second. Yeah. Um, if it can go wrong, it has gone wrong, which is great for us because it's testing our relationship. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're passing with flying colors, though. Yeah. Yeah. Together we are. Together yes. we are. But it's that communication, I think, that makes a little bit of a difference for us. Oh, totally. Um, so yeah. We, so start of 2020. Yeah. 2020 COVID hits. Things suck for us. Um, we're struggling, but we realize that our relationship is actually staying really strong. Mm-hmm. And because, so like, while everything else seems to be going wrong in our lives, our relationship is the one constant. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, you know, we go from there and decide we should talk about this more. Exactly. Like you and I spend a lot of time talking. A we lot we have a of lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we decided maybe we'll record them and see if people want to listen to us. Exactly. It's probably just our moms. <laughs> But uh, if you're not our mom, thanks. Hi. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hi. Hey, not mom. Hey, not mom. <laughs> and if you are my mom, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Both of you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say Bo- I love both moms. of our moms. Yeah. We love moms. We love moms. Yeah. Moms are the bomb. 
say true. So, yeah. And that's pretty much, that's us. That's us. That's us in a nutshell. So that's like the story of, you know, from the start to, hey, let's make a podcast. Yeah. I and mean, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Episode one. Episode one. And I think we pretty much have it in the book, in the bag. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yep. Episode one in the books. Episode one. So I think we should really think about what we should talk about on our real first one. Mm-hmm. A really, a real first episode. Yeah, not just an intro episode. So one thing I will say when it comes to us is obviously you've heard how our relationship is and it might be different than yours and mm-hmm. it might be different than the way that it's grown, um, but we're still going to talk about it in the way that we want to and totally. it makes sense for us. Yeah. And hey, if we happen to help you with something that we do, that's great. And if you find that whatever that we're doing doesn't work for you, that's cool too. Absolutely. So if you have any other questions, let's say, you know, maybe down the road, we will do a solo sode. Mm -hmm. Maybe one for you and one for me, just talking more in depth about how we struggle with things. Mm -hmm. Um, What we plan on talking about, more or less, are our struggles as a couple and how we've dealt with them. Yep. And not only that, we're going to hit a su- some subjects. So I'm I'm going to take uh I'm going to say what our next episode is going to be. Cool, do it. I'm going to say it's going to be first dates. Yep, I think that's a great idea. I think first dates is where we're going to go with this, guys. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions for us, and if you want to go, th- you know, you want to hit us up, we're, we got an Instagram. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at how to the number two love me podcast. Absolutely, and we also have an email. How to the number two <laughs> love me at gmail.com. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it podcast though? I'm going to have to double check that. I can't quite remember. I haven't checked it in a minute. Okay. So, we're going to fix this in post. Yep. We, we sure have are. the technology. We have the technology. But either which way, um, you have ways to contact us. We're going to be putting it out there. Yeah. Um, we'll throw it in the description. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we'll make sure that you guys know yeah. what our email is. Hit us up. Give us a follow. Say what's up. And if you guys have any questions, one of the things that we want to do in this is we want to talk about what you guys want to hear. Yeah, let us know. If you guys have a topic that you want us to discuss, let us know. We're all for it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we another thing that we plan on doing, too, is bringing other couples on. So we yeah. do have a group. We have friends that ha- also have mental health issues. Yeah. And we are going to be talking to them Mm-hmm. both of them both partners some of them both partners have problems uh one partner has problem you know what i mean like we yeah. have a, a great variety we do of people that we're gonna pull from a throughout plethora, our episodes a yes so that's what you can expect from us yeah i hope that this episode we didn't really give you guys a lot to help with no we just i mean really this episode was just really so you guys could kind of get to know who we are and what we're about yeah and if you don't like us well that's too bad yeah we still like you yeah exactly we like you regardless exactly so what we're gonna do is we're gonna move forward we're gonna do more episodes and i hope you guys love listening to this Mm -hmm. if there's any feedback guys let us know we'd love to hear it we're doing this for you yeah despite the fact that i have a bit of an ego (laughs) Kelly doesn't. So she's doing it for the right reasons. I'm doing it for the fame. <laughs> JK, guys. I'm, I'm, we're only here to help, and that's what we're here to do. And that's what we're going to do. Exactly. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I hope that you guys took a little bit of something from this. And I'm very excited to hear what you guys think. Totally. Me too. So hit us up. 
Let us know what you think. And we'll see you on the next episode. Talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.